Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. So joining me, the enemy this week. Writer for the Stampede Blue and SB Nation, the co-host of the Afternoon Pancakes podcast. This is Jared Mallet. How are you doing this week, enemy? <laughs> Frenemy, right? Um, uh, I'm doing yeah. very, I'm doing very well, my friend. It's it's finally getting cool here in India at night for about the first time. I stepped out tonight and was like, oh, made a mistake wearing shorts. So um, <laughs> it's finally, it's finally fall weather is upon us, and we'll certainly take that. It's certainly been a hot one. Yeah, you guys live in a different world than we do. Uh, right. We're kind of like up and down over the place. Of course, the Raiders are a little bit more in the Bay, so they're a little bit nicer weather than I am. I'm Central California, so I'm hot okay. as heck all the time. Okay. Um, but first off, of course, you're talking about your location now. And Raider Nation is known to travel well. Um, so I want to know, you know, going to a home game in Indianapolis, I want you to tell me a little bit, maybe not just about the experience at Lucas Oil Stadium, but for some of my listeners that are traveling to the game, maybe some ins and outs, tips and tricks. What do you look for whenever you go to a Colts game? So first of all, uh, we want to be very welcoming. Indianapolis is just an incredible uh, downtown area experience. Uh, I love. I'm from the Midwest. I, I'm a Chicago kid. I love downtown Chicago, but I really think Indianapolis just put its heart and soul into its downtown. Lucas Oil Stadium is. Uh, been voted uh, one of the best stadiums uh, in the United States. I've played. I played a flag football league. We played on Lucas Oil's field. Um, it's an open air stadium. If the weather is perfect, which I hope it will be, because that would be a great experience to go travel to the coats and then have that window open or the roof open. Um, but other than that, they'll have it closed, and it's it's a wonderful experience. Uh, just like anywhere else, I don't know. I don't know what the concession prices are like. Uh, and Oakland, I certainly hope they're about half of what they are here. Uh, and that's one of the downsides. I will I will point out though, you you are paying, you know, uh, uh, big market money for like concession based items at the game. So be ready for that. You know, nine dollar beer. You know, what I mean, we're paying like real money for things that you should be paying like half that for. But that's just real. That's real. Hold that on a second. Though, you, did you say nine nine dollar beer? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, now you want to know what we pay at Oakland Coliseum? As I said, I hope it's half of what we pay. No, 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 thirteen dollars. Okay, well, never mind. So <laughs> drink away, drink away, boys. <laughs> this is special. this is new territory. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, enjoy. You're gonna enjoy that then. They the Raider Nation's gonna crawl there. out of Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> oh, I, I hope you, they're gonna enjoy it, man. It's a it's a hell of an atmosphere. Uh, there's not a bad seat in the house. Um. Only thing I tell you is stay stay in the center of the stadium because if you go on the outside, you're going to end up going up a bunch of flights of stairs, and it's a pain in the butt to go up. Oh. 
But if you stay in the inside ring of the stadium, you can kind of weasel your way <laughs> up to your seat. <laughs> uh, if you're sitting up in the nosebleeds like I usually do. Because like I said, if there's not a bad seat in the house, where does it matter where you sit if you're going to be looking at a giant TV anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, now traveling to the stadium, do you mm-hmm. guys do like a tailgate or do you do anything along those lines of any type of pregame, anything? Or uh, is that just like uh, buyer beware, Raider Nation, stay away? <laughs> no, no, not at all. So... Uh, here in Indiana, we're, we're known in the, in the Midwest to have Hoosier hospitality. We are not the type of fans, of, at least anyone that I know that goes to a home Colts game and tries to start fights with, like, the traveling <laughs> team's fans. You do not belong a fan of the Colts. We should be That's accepting cool. and warm to all visitors, uh, and we want you to have a good time at the game, be safe, and do all those things. Talk your smack. I went to the game last week. I sat in the 400s, which is not the nosebleeds, and I talked smack with the Atlanta fans. But we shook hands, high-fived, we had a good time. It was mostly yeah. like witty banter with a guy that would just happen to be wearing the wrong jersey today. Although he was wearing a Julio Jones jersey and he destroyed us. So apparently <laughs> he did have good taste. But yeah, like I said, you should have a great time at the game. Fans are great. The the atmosphere, in my experience attending NFL games, the Colts fan base, the home fan base, has established this pattern that I hope you see as a visiting fan. And you go, you know what, that's actually pretty cool. When the Colts have the ball... It's dead quiet. Wow. You could you could hear a pin drop. You can hear well, guys huffing and puffing on the field. Right? Not when Raider Nation's there. Well, you'd say that. <laughs> and then, uh, hey, I hope they travel half as well as you say they do. But then when the <laughs> yeah, Colts, I know. Colts are on defense, it is a madhouse. Like, you literally, if you're, the closer you are to the field, the more you're like, oh, that's a, that would actually affect me being able to see the ball snap because my eyes are vibrating. That's how that's how loud it is. So in my experience, like, you know, when the Colts have the ball, it's, it, it sounds like you're at the mall in the food court, right? And everybody's just munching down. And then as, as soon as the Colts give up the football, it's a madhouse. Now people start getting up on their feet and cheering and, and just screaming away. And obviously, uh, Colts are gracious hosts. I, I, like I said, I certainly hope the fans that come to Indianapolis realize what treat downtown Indianapolis is. Uh, a lot of small businesses. There's tons of chains, so I probably won't even talk about like anything that I consider like a chain. Uh, if yeah. I make any direct recommendations, it's all based on personal experience. Uh, I'm not being paid by any of these people, and if they want to pay me, <laughs> bring it. You know what I mean? That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Endorsements are always welcome. But if you yeah. can come, so if there's one place, if you had to get a bite to eat after the game, you, you walk the- out of this Indianapolis game. You know, you're a Raiders fan. Pretend you're a Raiders fan right now. Sure. You just came in to Lucas Oil Stadium. You're you're amped. You just beat the Colts. <laughs> you <laughs> sorry to put you in that situation. And you want a bite to eat. You want a great bite to eat. Where where yeah. are you gonna go? Okay, so for I'm a I'm a big nerd. So my wife and I have started a business. We're actually gonna open like a board and card game Ooh. shop that does like PC and console gaming and has world class coffee. We're gonna we're gonna be the Starbucks killer. So I'll be the <laughs> yes. person to tell you that there are two there are two worlds. When it comes to food, there's okay. I'm OK if it isn't a hot plate and there's any meal I'm eating must be hot food. And okay. I will tell you that if it's hot on Sunday and you leave Colt Stadium and you want to get a bite to eat, I don't even know if they'll be open, but I can't imagine they will not be. And the line moves well because of the style, the food style they serve. But we are very lucky that in Indianapolis, we have a Jewish deli called Shapiro's. And it's right by the stadium. I mean, I'm literally looking at a map. And if you pull up Google Maps 
and see that you're standing on top of Lucas Oil Stadium, you literally walk like to the end of the block south of the stadium to McCarty and turn left, and it's on your right about a football field away. So okay. it's a five-minute walk from the stadium. Um, the only issue with sending you in that direction is that you're walking past your car. So <laughs> That's okay. the, lot, the lots where you park are around the stadium in a horseshoe, effectively. Uh, so oh, the, okay. the, lot, the lots, the parking lots, are uh, directly northeast of the stadium uh, at... Uh, what is that street? Uh, South and Meridian is a big lot. And that's one of the intersections that I want to focus on. So if you're standing at South and Meridian and you turn uh, to like a 45 degree angle to your right, you can see Lucas Oil. Gotcha. Uh, okay. It, it's so the it, eyeballs of it. Raider Nation has Google Maps. They'll be able to yeah. type up Shapiro. What would what, you say the name Shapiro, was? I would, I, if you don't want a hot, if you don't care about a hot plate and you want to get in and out somewhere, like maybe get something to go, I would go to Shapiro's. It's just a Jewish cool. deli. It, it's half as expensive as, as you'll get it at the airport, FYI. Um, yeah. They're also at the airport, but they're uh, just a great uh, deli, just a great Jewish deli, man. They got great bread, great meats, all kinds of hot plates too, and you can get it all to go which is good if you're like uh, a fan and you're traveling, right? And then yeah. the, the, if you're going to stick around downtown and you're like, what do I do? Oh, there's a Brothers. Well, there's a Brothers everywhere. Oh, there's a this bar. Oh, that bar is everywhere. I think Indianapolis has uh, one of the coolest spots to hang out. It's a newer area. It's called Punch Bowl Social. Um, mm. And I don't know if they've got the... They, I, mean, I can't imagine it's not a widely established business it's a really good idea basically okay. what it is is it's uh, in the front it looks kind of like a family restaurant and but as you get to the back there's a giant 25 foot circle bar with tvs all up around it Ooh. and then they literally have every bar game you have ever seen in your life plus like ski ball and things like that and i just think that that it's a unique enough experience that i can i can recommend hey no matter your age, no matter if you go out there to drink or if you just want to go get a really good meal, they have really good food. And uh, they're a newer business. So, of course, I, I, as a small business owner, I want to prop up other newer, smaller businesses because yeah. I think it's really unique. Uh, but other than that, the food downtown is immaculate. Depending on your budget, of course, <clears throat> you can always hit up uh, St. Elmo's is world class. Um, I believe the I wonder if the Weber Grill is still there. I haven't been down there in a while. Um, so there's but, a lot of options down there. It sounds like downtown uh, Indianapolis. You said of, Shapiro's was quick. And what was the second place that you had uh, uh, recommended? Punchbowl punch Social. Uh, it's Punchbowl Social. So we got the traveling. Yep. We got we got the traveling folk that want to make it quick. They can go to Shapiro's. The people that want to hang out and enjoy Indianapolis, you guys can go to what is it again? Punchbowl. Punchbowl Social. Punch Bowl Social. It's okay. on Meridian on the left-hand side. So if you walk away from the stadium going northeast towards Meridian, you're going to go north on Meridian, stay on the left side, and it's on your left. Uh, it's got a little outdoor seating out in front of it. Uh, it's, a, it's a little, you know, it's probably a 10-minute walk from the stadium, but I'm telling you, by the time you get there, I've, I've gone there before games and after games. If you, if you huff it, you'd be the first ones in there. It'll be empty. You get the prime seat in there, watch that 4 o'clock game. 
uh, and just kind of, I don't know, sober up maybe, or, or maybe keep, <laughs> yeah. keep it going, keep it going. Cause you got a, a late flight or something. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I were going to rec- recommend two, I would definitely recommend Shapiro. If you need to get, if you want to get something special from Indy and get out, go to Shapiro's. And then if you plan on sticking around and kind of want to check out what we got going on downtown, I would check out Punchbowl Social uh, and kind of stay in that area, like the Georgia Street, Meridian area. There's just all kinds of stuff going on. And like I said, as long as you're friendly, we're friendly. Uh, and that, that's who's your hospitality. Sense. That's what you do it. Makes sense. I think Traveling Raider Nation is very friendly. Um, some of the some of the guys here locally, uh, we could be a little we could be a little rude. We could be a little uh, little come off strong. Uh, but we're sure. friendly. We're friendly at the end of the day. But yeah, we're we're a little uh, you know we we got a pretty good bark, not always a bite. But uh, looking forward now to the game. Yeah. And we're talking about this stadium. And before we talk about the players that are going to be on the field Sunday, yeah. I want to talk about a player now that t- pretty much kind of shocked the world, you know, a few weeks ago, and has kind of ran Lucas Oil Stadium since Peyton Manning, um, Mister Captain Andrew Luck. Um, the sudden retirement, how's the fan base taking it overall? Um, looking at now, you know, his successor as of now, Jacoby Brissett, what's the, what's the feeling? How are you guys doing? Um, I mean, I didn't want to have to check on my Colts fans that I know. Um, but, but what's the, what's the initial reaction? Personally, I was not surprised at all. Okay. Um, I, played football since third grade i was a walk-on at purdue my freshman year and gave it up because i realized what kind of danger i was putting my body in i didn't have the work ethic a lot of these guys are a lot bigger than me and when you get hit by them pretty consistently you kind of realize like i have two choices in my life i could put my brain at further risk or i could just walk away while i'm young and have all them brain cells and he's a newlywed and he's about to be a dad. And you think about his dad was a pro quarterback. His head coach, Frank Reich, is a former NFL quarterback. And you think about all the nasty injuries that he's had. Not not just the bang-ups from being an NFL quarterback, brothers. I'm talking about fractured ribs, punctured lungs. Like These are severe, not normal. The average NFL quarterback does not break his ribs and get punctured lungs. Uh, and I, I, on the same flip of the coin, I'd say he was kind of a wild player, right? Like one of the things about Andrew Luck that everybody loved was he sometimes he was just magical. And out of that magic is him putting himself in a significant amount of personal danger just so he can get an ESPN highlight because you don't get paid more when you make plays like that. You you you're just getting your same paycheck. Um, yeah. But the real the harsh reality is that. When our staff started talking about what was going to happen this year, we realized really early Andrew Luck is not taking any of the first team repetitions. And that was a pretty early signal this offseason that something was different because Andrew Luck is getting time indoors, keeping his arm live while he rehabs his leg. So he's he's still throwing balls just as often, doing going through the walkthroughs just as often. But when it came to eleven on eleven padded football, it was Jacoby Brissett out there with the ones. So I don't think even if he retired that he plays. I mean, he even if he hadn't retired, he still may not be ready. And oh. if you think about being at thirty years old, a hundred millionaire, about to be a dad and a newlywed, 
and you can't get this pain out of your leg and you think that 85% of you isn't better than a 90% Jacoby Brissett. And I agree. I Having watched Jacoby Brissett play behind that offensive line with those offensive weapons, 85% of Andrew Luck is less than 90 to 95% Jacoby Brissett. And I say that Ooh. no NFL player is ever playing at 100%. They're all banged up. The, yeah. I've been I've been telling everybody I can as long as I can. NFL football is Olympic athletes hitting each other, and they have to wear pads because if they don't, people would die. That's how violent football is normally. And if you think about a quarterback that doesn't slide, that isn't afraid of contact, that when he gets tackled, he gets up and thanks the man who just hit him. Are you surprised that at some point? A smart cat like that, a Stanford grad, you think he's he going to figure it out and be like, you know what? I've got all the money in the world. I want to see the world. I'm about to have a child. I would like to be there physically and mentally for that child. And now that I tell you all that stuff, are you surprised at all? Not in the slightest. I wish him the best. I think he made the best decision. And and I get to also say, I told you so. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because I also, if you if you go on Stampy Blue and you Google my name, my last name's Malat, but I don't typically typically correct people because it's not relevant. Oh, Malat. But, okay. Yeah, but if you Google my name, I've been on the Jacoby Brissett bandwagon since day one. Because if you just think about his pedigree, who else? Who else would you want to follow up Andrew Luck? Like who? Yeah. You can't pick a person that you'd rather have right there. He was drafted by the Patriots. His tutelage is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And you would call them our nemesis, right? But they're really just the best in the industry. They're best in the game. And then he comes to Indianapolis, and he gets that one year under center where the franchise is just horrifically run, right? And then Andrew Luck comes back and has this amazing season, but they still fall flat against the Chiefs, and you realize it's not Andrew Luck. I it's gotcha. the people so, around him. So you're feeling pretty good about Jacoby Brissett. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any other strengths that you're really happy with about this team, at least heading up into <clears throat> this matchup this Sunday, the guys that are on the field, um, looking at just maybe not specific players, but position groups. What are you guys doing well right now? The Indianapolis Colts offensive line is the best in football. They are simply inevitable. They play smart. They are not... A bunch of bullies if you if you just watch their technicians they work that defensive line the play calling from the indianapolis colts so the staff the the play calling uh is really uh stretching defenses uh horizontally left and right across the field and gassing them uh and then they're just they're just beating them with their speed uh, when it really matters, you know, and, and they're staying ahead of the chains. They're not committing a boatload of penalties. So I think the Colts are winning mostly from like just a mental per- perspective. Right. So when I p- talk about the Colts to people, it's like, hey, man, Jacoby Brissett's played really well. But that offensive line is outstanding. Marlon Mack is a for real RB1 and the defense has underperformed. But they've also, we've also been banged up just like everybody else. Uh, but we're without Jabal Sheard, right? We we have been without him. Uh, we've had 
some of our pass rushers been a little nicked up and not play. Now we're down Malik Hooker, right? So nothing's ever perfect. And this NFL season has already been particularly gruesome in terms of just the amount of injuries. I and mean, look at all the starting quarterbacks that are out. Um, so what we're doing really well is that offensive line is just takes over football games. Uh, and despite missing two and a half receivers, right? <laughs> no Devin yeah. Funches, no Darius Fountain, uh, limited TY. Jacoby throws for 310 yards and two touchdowns at home in his first start behind this offensive line in this system. Um, so, yeah, the defense is, is the question mark, which I did. I actually thought the defense would improve from last year because they finished top like 11th in total defense. I thought, oh, they'll be a top 10 defense and they've kind of backslid, but they've also played three high caliber opponents. So it kind of lends itself to this could either be a letdown game where that West Coast offense comes in and the pacing is just weird uh, for the defense, we're not able to get out of those third and third and X situations. Uh, if if Jacobs can can keep you guys ahead of the chains, and then Derek is accurate on third down, uh, this could be a, a, a same the same game it was last year. It came down to the very end. Gotcha. So now, T. Y. Hilton at this point is he playing? Uh, so I saw that he was interviewed earlier in the week and basically said, I will be there. Okay. But it's coach's decision. Limited, if maybe? I, I don't. So here's what my theory, and I'm a conspiracy theorist only about things that are completely meaningless. Okay. In that, I think some people on the Colts injury report are actually injured. Like, like Darius Leonard, concussion. We have right. Lee Cooker, Sheard, who had... Lee Cooker yeah. just had surgery, right? Okay. But but some of it is what I call VDO, right? Veteran day off. Some of it is smoke and mirrors, and I use that a lot internally among among the Stampede Blue staff. It's gotcha. like, yeah, you got to write about it all, but a lot of it's just smoke and mirrors, man. It's just a guy is at the training table instead of being at this team activity, so they list him on the injury report because... Well, hell, look at what the Patriots have done. They listed Tom Brady as injured every week last year, and he still played yeah. every snap. He never stuck. And there's no more time. probable. It's only questionable. Yeah. It's only the questionable, issue. man. It's, it's basically if you miss a, a, a organized team uh, portion of the practice, they're going to put you on the injury report because the media sees you aren't there. It's just like a checkup. Uh, but there's so many games that are played in the NFL nowadays. It's like I said, it's it's smoke and mirrors, man. They're not, they're not. It's not playing being played straight up or down. Um, you could you could get t- you know a hamstring gets tight as a wide receiver and leave during a drill and go get rubbed out, <laughs> and they'll put you on the injury report. Well, you just had a tight hamstring. You're not actually injured, and you came back and practiced. Well, they're still questionable because they saw you at the training table, right? It's those kind of games that are being played. But so, to that so effect, did Ty finish last Sunday healthy? No, I mean I think he came up with what is going to end up being considered like a reoccurring hamstring injury, okay, quad, okay. quad, 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 quad injury. So, I mean, if you just think he's just a tra- he's a he's like a track runner that never gets to stop. Like he just every okay. every down he's out there going 100 mile an hour. 
Um, you, you're going to get these soft tissue injuries early in a season when you didn't play a lot in the preseason, and that's just part of it. And uh, those guys get – those vets, for the Colts anyway, they get days off uh, gotcha. during the practice week anyway. And they show up on the injury report, and, and T.Y. is kind of the ghost, right? You never really know what's going on. He could be completely fine, just – his legs are a little sore. You know what I mean? Like that could be really yeah. what it is. And you would never know that because that's not the kind of player he is. He's always been head down. You know, he he and Andrew Luck enjoyed hellish chemistry, right? T.Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck had something going on, right? Um, and, and now you're seeing it start to carry over uh, with his relationship with Jacoby. But I think he's just being precautionary. Uh, uh, of course, that's what uh, you hope, right? You you hope yeah, that yeah. you're number one. I mean, as, Raider, as Raiders fans, we hope he's problem. out. Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> we hope he's out. I mean, no offense. I mean, no, I don't ever cheer for injury. Six for 80 and a touch and then bows look, out at halftime and the look, Raiders win, right? Like, we can all win. Look, look, I'm, I'm not – I never cheer for injury. I'm just cheering for, like, a slow healing process this week. And that's it. Traffic on the way to the you game. You know, I just think it's smart – you know, to rest him, you know, yeah. think of his long-term health. That's, That's what I think yeah, the Colts should think of. He's already there, right? Like, he's 29. Think of his long, you want him to go a few more years, sit him out this week against the Raiders, let him get, you know, are you, are you saying that because you for don't need him or I'm saying that, you know, actually, uh, you know, all jokes aside, I really like that Ohio state wide receiver that you picked up that Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell. him. Yeah. And um, I've always been a fan of Naheem Hines and I've oh, not yeah. necessarily thought, um, you know, a little injury prone. He, he's kind of like, uh, I don't know, systematic. He's got to be kind of plugged in the right situation. Um, yeah. You guys have some weapons. Of course, you're, 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 yeah, you're ranting and raving about your offense, your offensive line. Um, you're getting me a little worried, and that's okay. I like Jacoby Brissett. I don't like him this weekend. But <laughs> now looking at weaknesses, yeah, where do you find weaknesses on this team? We did not record a sack last week and i have a feeling that has a lot to do with atlanta's offensive game plan i'm sure they were trying to get the ball out of matt ryan's hands as fast as possible uh in the second half of basically defense couldn't get off the field uh but for the most part what i have felt like the colts have done poorly is allow what i call gash plays any play over seven yards whether it's a run play or a run after the catch for seven yards any anything anything that puts them in a good down and distance when they do it a lot it just wears the defense down and what i'm talking mm-hmm. about raiders fans i know you need me to use smaller words but what Whoa. i'm saying is when they get an eight <laughs> or nine yard rush on first down and they're in second and one that's not good what you need to do is get them at second and nine so that you can defend against the pass because you pretty much have to pass second and nine right it's all about dictating down and distance dictating play calling so yeah. what the colts have done poorly is get themselves in what we what uh, defensive coordinators would call like a negative down and distance where it's like oh now they now they can just walk a yard for a first down which they they're threatening at second and one it's like chess right if you if you're better on first down and a lot of teams either go to their number one wide receiver or they uh, run the football on first down that's what I've noticed in the NFL they either hit their number one wide receiver. We're their number one, their number one receiver. So it'd be like Darren Waller for Oakland, or we're gonna run with Jacobs. That would be like a traditional opening play for a franchise. Not I'm gonna give away any trade secrets. It's just the way it works, right? So yeah. if you're really bad on first down, that's gonna affect you over the over the long term. So I think what the Colts have done poorly is play first and second down defense. What they've done really well on defense is play incredible third down defense. 
particularly against Tennessee. They were one for 10. It was pretty bad. Um, and then last week, it kind of came through again. It's just not in the same way. Last week, uh, the the Colts had four penalties. Atlanta had 16 penalties. These were mostly discipline checks. Uh, so what the Colts, like I said, do do very well is this mental game. The thing that you don't, it's not necessarily shown on the scoreboard, uh, and it's certainly not ESPN highlight other than a low light for Atlanta when they show that they basically got caught the Atlanta defense offsides like nine times. Um, so yeah, I think what what where the where the real danger uh, for the Colts is just giving up long plays on early downs that just gets gives the opposing offense momentum. Gotcha. Gotcha. So this matchup should come out to be pretty good. I'm hoping it's going to be more of a shootout uh, looking way because for the most part, you know, we understand how you feel. Those big gashing plays, we've kind of had this defense theme for the last uh, 15 plus years where we don't bend, but we just break. <laughs> it's like we, <laughs> have, we, we don't we don't allow those, you know, uh, three and four yard runs at a time. Either we stop you at the line of scrimmage or we give up like a 20 yard play. I mean, gosh dang, I can, I think we've given, I'd like to look at the stat of how many third and uh, 15 plus first downs that we've given up this year, probably two or three. It's almost Ugh. ridiculous. Oh, that uh, hurts. It, Those are the worst. Terrible. Especially when you know you have one down, they got to pick up yeah. 15 to 20 yards and they get it. Um, yes. There's a fifth, the third and 20. Patrick Mahomes, he gets it. Uh, well, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, screw Patrick Mahomes. Um, at, at the same time, you know, like I said, defense, I feel your pain. Hopefully our offense that's been kind of sputtering the last couple weeks, unfortunately yeah. against Kansas city, I'm not very happy with it. Um, against Minnesota, it's kind of understandable. They got a ferocious defense. I'm hoping yeah, we kind of have the better teams back the for our offense and we get in there. Uh, we get the ball moving. Um, and we, it, you know, we just kind of go neck and neck a little bit. We're a little weird in the dome. I think we can get the ball moving. Um, and I appreciate you now here, Jared. Uh, Malat, right? Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Absolutely. I, I, I called you Jared Mallet the whole episode. Now I feel bad. Uh, well, you so said Jared it one time. You're good. Twice now. Yeah, I, well, I, I said it before. Uh, <laughs> I even John too. So, uh, Jared, Jared, uh, like Mallet, Malat. Uh, it, it, it's about four and four now. So, ending this episode, Jared, <laughs> appreciate you coming on here and breaking this down with me. I really look forward to this matchup because we need to bounce back. Um, Colts fans, you guys are kind of on this hinges of, look, we lost Andrew Luck. We deserve to win. Um, so, you know, <laughs> you I don't sure? really have any bad I mean, blood. We've I'm, got, uh, we've got Jacoby Brissett for you now. I, so I like Jacoby Brissett a lot, yeah. a lot. And he's proven to be a starting quarterback. Definitely. Yeah. Um, he's now not, he's not a game manager. Now he has to prove to be a franchise quarterback. And that's what this yeah. season's all about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm pulling for you guys to have a good season, just not a good, you know, this week, you guys just need to take one loss this week. Then you guys can go on from there and play really well, Jared. Um, hey, for, but, the, for the record, it, so you guys yeah. know, I do a betting piece on Stampede Blue once a week. It's called Jared Bets the NFL. And oh. if I were going to bet this game, I would, of course, take the Colts to win at home, but not cover the spread. So for Oakland fans, what that means is, hey, guys, spread though, uh, the spread was six and a half. So oh, I think the, I think I could see the Colts winning by like a field goal. It could be a field goal game. And most for the record, 63 percent of NFL games end 23 to 20. So the reality is, is you got to figure 
Uh, is Oakland's defense a little worse on average than most defenses? Then they're going to give up a little more points. So it puts us up in the 27, 20 to 27 to 30 range. And then the defensive matchups, you just look and the Colts defense is 20th. And then the Raider offense is in the 20s. So you just think, well, they could struggle a little more than normal because we've played so far to all top 12 offenses. Um, so I think there's there's a chance there. It could just be a close game. Uh, it'll Like I said, it'll just really what happened. Colts need to tackle better in space. And then that will gotcha. dictate the outcome of the football game. But yeah, I do gotcha. appreciate you having us on. We wish you the best of luck. Safe travels coming out here, Oakland fans. Uh, and like I said, hit up Shapiro's if you need something quick. Hit up Punchbowl Social if you're here to chill out. Uh, and Meridian Street's where you want to be. Cool. Sounds good. Jared, thanks for coming on here, man. We had a good matchup this weekend. Raiders yeah. fans, I'm not going to suggest necessarily that you follow Jared because he's all Colts. But, Jared, where can we find you on Twitter to maybe toy with you this weekend during the game? Absolutely. If you want to if you want to chat, I'm all NFL all the time. Uh, my Twitter handle is just LikelyAlien. Gotcha. Good stuff. So, at LikelyAlien, follow him on Twitter. I'm following him on Twitter if I'm not yet. Actually, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm following you on Twitter. I'm going to find you on Sunday. We're going to hit it up. We're going to chat it up a little bit. I had a, a Vikings fan on here last week. We did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, ended up being pretty good friends after the game, even though we got our butts kicked. Uh, yeah. But it was some good stuff. Jared, uh, thanks again for coming in here, dropping a bunch of facts. You're very invested in your Indianapolis Colts. And uh, at the end of the day, go Raiders, man. <laughs> hey, good luck on Sunday. <laughs> All right.